When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? First of all, happy birthday. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you. Do we want to tell people your age? Are you I one am, of those? I am a strong 28. I'm a young wow. 28. You're an old 28 to me. That's rude. Although I, I, I don't mean it rude. I just mean it that you're eight years older than me. That's weird. I agree. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like thinking of people that are younger than me. I always it's weird. Are like, you at? Sorry, go ahead. My sisters to me are mm. are all. They're all like my younger sisters are still like ten, like they're still super young. That's how I found it out. Found it out to be with my older siblings is that it's I'm always their little brother, and I am like I'm eighteen. I'm nineteen. I'm not little. I'm definitely not little. Like like my sister, she always calls me my little brother or her her little brother. And I'm like, I am bigger than you. And so it's it's just kind of funny. Are you uh Well that's my little sisters. One of them is in is in college. I think she's like a sophomore or junior in college, and I'm just like, mm, no, you're still ten. And then my other one is like a, a sophomore or junior in high school, and I'm like, No, you're like five. Stop. Well, happy birthday. Are you doing anything fun tonight? Um, what's, what's the plan? Is, is Rachel cooking dinner? No, we're getting, we're getting some fat jacks, I guess, free shout outs for fat jacks. Shout out fat jacks. Yeah. Shout out fat jacks. And we're getting some, uh, delicious cake from somewhere. I don't know yet. We have a plethora of cakes. We do have a lot. We do have a lot of cakes from Beatrice Bakery. I had the strawberry. Maybe I take one. I had the strawberry daiquiri cake, uh, two nights ago and that one comes very close to my favorite, which was pina really? colada. The pina colada is delicious. Pina colada is fantastic. I mean, I'm still I'm still a huge fan of the chocolate one. And just chocolate any of, rum, any of the chocolate ones. The chocolate the, rum is delicious. The, you can you can really taste smell the rum. smell and taste the rum when yes. you, when you when and you. And I'm eat a that. big fan of rum, so that's fine. Interesting. Yeah. What what's just a normal chocolate one is your favorite? Yeah, just chocolate. Just okay. any, any of the chocolate ones actually. I just like chocolate, and really, if you add anything to it, like it's still chocolate to me, so I don't care. Are you more of a chocolate or peanut butter? Chocolate. I'm the other way around. But anyway, the strawberry daiquiri came a close second for me personally. I'll have to try that one. Speaking of age, though, before we before we dive into Nebraska women's basketball, they had a big win last night, 67-62 to 62 over Creighton. The f- Creighton? Creighton. I, I know it every... I, I can feel it and I recognize it every single time See, I say it. And it's going to happen a lot. It's happened a lot the last couple days because both men's and women's have played Creighton. Um, are you to the point... Because I find myself at this point. When you're watching sporting events mm-hmm. 
and you are watching them on TV most of the time, mm-hmm. and you see that their age is 18, mm, 19. Wander Franco went to the majors at age 20? Strong yeah, dislike. Or 19, I can't remember which one. Either way, I was like, Wander's playing in the in the majors, and here I am sitting in my criminology class. I was watching the Bucks lakers last night, and they said... Uh, something about Giannis being so good and how much mm-hmm. money he's making, and they go, "Remember, he's only 26." And I'm like, "What the heck? <laughs> he's two he's, years he's younger so than me. much money. He's two See, years younger than me." I I agree, and like Royals fans will be able to, will be feeling that with Bobby Witt, mm. but I feel like it hits home for for people that are closer to that age gap or that age than it is for wider. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't see a sixty-year-old being like, "Oh my gosh, he's 18. Num- number one, because they're they're it's a much wider gap. Yeah, but also they they're just used to it. Probably it's once you graduate from college and you yeah. and if you cover college athletics like like I do, mm-hmm. uh, you you're looking at these guys coming in as freshmen and you're just like, oh, this eighteen-year-old and they're being talked about as you know one of the better players and so and so and and then people are getting drafted and they're like twenty-two mm-hmm. and you know you're a couple years out of college and you're like, man. I was 22 once. But what was I doing when I, I was, was 22? Not I was I, not that kind I, of 22. I was not making millions and playing in the NBA. Yeah. And it, it's just wild to think about cuz now even at my ripe age of 20, mm, almost almost 21. Last night, uh, there's 18-year-olds going off in the women's basketball game. There's 18-year-olds going off every single night in the women's or in the men's basketball games. It's it's just like, man, what am I doing? The rookies in the NBA are 19, 20, 21 years old. And and even the NFL is getting, it feels like, it, not not getting younger and younger because it's not like they're changing the rules, but like JoJo Doman, for example, he's t- going to be 25 at the time of the NFL draft next year, mm-hmm. and that's considered old mm-hmm. for the NFL draft. He's ancient. Yeah, and that's going to play a part in his draft value, draft stock, where he, where he gets taken. He's not going to be able to play as many years. Exactly, and now now you're having guys that are 21 getting taken and ha- signing multi million dollar signing bonuses. It's fine, and I'm just sitting here like, all right, man. I had McDonald's for yeah. supper. Yeah, <laughs> what did they have? Somebody probably made it. Somebody their personal, made them their food. personal chef in yeah. their house yeah, that just did. walked in for Micah Parsons. Welcome home, Micah. Yeah. And what would you like? What would you like for dinner? And he's just like anything, anything. Micah Parsons like seventeen want. quail eggs. Yeah, I don't know why you want seventeen. What, well, they are very tiny. So I don't what know. what a wild life to live. Um. Anyways, I'm 28. Yeah. So happy birthday, Rico. Thank you. Last night you mentioned me in a tweet. That, well, you replied to my tweet. Frozen. Yep. I was watching. So I wanted to go to the women's game, mm-hmm. but um, you were a single dad. Rachel. Rachel took some much deserved time with her friends. Yeah. Um. So I was a single dad for the night. I was watching Frozen 2. Just for the night. Just for the Make night. Make it very clear. Yeah. Just for the night. Sorry, ladies. Not a single dad. Just for the night. Uh was watching Frozen 2 and trying to get KJ to chill. So Did that, he chill? Was, that was a fun night. Uh, yeah, kind of. After Ellie went to sleep. Mm. But I didn't realize when she went to sleep. I watched the rest of Frozen 2. It's a good movie. Did, is, is KJ a, a cool hang? Eh, he's okay. He pooped. It was very stinky. So not, not, okay. not, not really. a cool hang. No. KJ is not a cool hang. No, not really. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into Nebraska women's. Actually, Rico, I'll give you the choice since it's your birthday. Oh, okay. We have Husker football to uh-huh. talk about, Nebraska women's basketball, or Husker baseball. Let's talk about 
the winners. The women's basketball team. Okay, perfect. I was going to say the baseball team hasn't you, played yet. You could have went both ways with the baseball that. team hasn't played yet, so they're not the winners. Good choice. The women's team did win. Yeah, and it is now a half red, half blue state. Yeah, and honestly, I was actually pretty impressed by the crowd that made it out to PBA tonight. It, it was not full by any means. I heard and saw on Twitter that there were problems with BTN Plus. Um, That's what camera. I was seeing on Twitter. But also, that is almost every single broadcast, it feels like. BTN Plus is not good. I'm not trying to throw people under the bus, but if you remember back to like Nebraska baseball's year season, mm. was that Michigan State? Michigan State. Yee. It was just it was like you were watching the game from 500 yards away. It was like somebody recording on an Android, and they were just like, "Yeah, yes. let's send this over to somebody." Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't even horizontal; they were they were vertical. Uh, vertical. Yeah, all and I, that. It was just like, "Come on, man." Yeah, BTN Plus for the ten dollars everybody keeps telling me to pay for. I, it doesn't seem worth it. Like, I'll get yeah. to see the games, but will I really get to see the games? I'm I'm confused because I don't know if they put audio over the top of of the broadcast. I know they did it earlier on in the year. They put Matt Cotney and and those guys and, mm-hmm. and Jeff Grish on uh, over the top of the broadcast and it sounded great. They syndicate or uh, synchronized it. I don't know if they do that every single game because I went on my BTM Plus last night during the game mm-hmm. while I was there and there was no sound. They they've done that a couple of times. Um for volleyball a couple of times. It's been this has been on regular BTN also yeah. where the sound just kind of cuts out. Yeah. And there's just no sound for a while. So you just get ambient noise and then they'll come back randomly and they're like sometimes they'll they'll address it and they're like, you know, we were having technical difficulties one time they didn't address it at all. Like they just kept going like <laughs> they just nothing, act happened. Like nothing happened. And well, I'm just like, wait a minute, where were you? <laughs> Here's what could be more alarming, Rico, is if they don't tell the broadcasters that they had technical oh, difficulties. They come back in the middle of a sentence. Because I will tell you this. I actually, so I'm family friends with one of the guys that does volleyball on BTN. Mm-hmm. Um, I played baseball with his son. And there, I'm sure there's been times, because I've heard it happen to him. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's been times where they just don't tell him mm. and they have no idea that they cut out. Which, that would be terrible. You got to feel for them. I mean, it's it's fine because you know you're just going to continue to do your job. You're going to exactly. act like nothing happened, so you're yeah. you're not even going to realize, and it's not going to throw you off of your groove if you were in one. Um, but at the same time, you come back in the middle of a sentence, and it's not making any sense to anybody, and nobody, nobody knows what you're talking nobody about. Has any idea? But you know, it's it's whatever. I I saw these one one rabbit hole. We're not going to dive into it necessarily, but there's one rabbit hole that if you guys are bored or need something to do after the Nebraska football game or even during the Nebraska football game if something bad happens. Um, Don't be like that. Go, go online and look at the complaints for BTN+. Plus. They are hilarious. They're pretty great. And people are mad that they pay $10 a month for... See? It just happened this year in the college basketball season. It was the opening night of college basketball and they got people got mad because they're in cameras in Indiana or something in Assembly Hall were facing like the sky... Or the roof, I guess. Yeah. When play was going on, Look, and they man. just hear the PA announcer talking. Yeah. But they don't see anything. Look, I'm just saying the Big Ten is worth a lot of money. The conference is worth a lot of money. Yeah. Like, figure it out seriously. If you're gonna make people pay for a subscription to yeah. something, figure out your cameras. 
All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about Husker women's basketball here. Yeah, we said we were going to, and then we went down more yeah, rabbit holes. Yeah, and that, that's okay because it's Rico's birthday. I mean, yeah. that's it's... I do what I want, but no, let's talk about it. I didn't get to go. I'm very sad. Mm-hmm. I was following along on ESPN, so I was just getting updates on who was scoring. Yeah, but I didn't get to see how things were were happening. So what what happened? Yeah, me so I, I will say this: Nebraska really impressed me last night personally, and the people that I was kind of sitting by. Um, up in the corner and talking to they Nebraska women's basketball impressed a, a couple people last night. Uh, the the reason why is Creighton made it very difficult on Nebraska all night. Um, Nebraska jumped out to a bigger lead and and they were up pretty decently at halftime. And you felt like Nebraska, excuse me, was kind of in a in a position to not necessarily run away with it, but not put the game in doubt and not allow the game to be put in doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, give credit to the Blue Jays. They came out. They shot better in the second half. Morgan Molly, the Crete native, played pretty well. Um, she's definitely one of their better players on that Blue Jay team. But also, uh, it was it showed last night, and, and you can just do this over the, the course of, of any basketball game, it showed last night how important little things like free throws are. Little things like guards rebounding. Mm-hmm. Little things like not not taking shots. And this is not a slight. It's going to sound like a slight at the men's team, but it's not. Um, it's, it's not taking shots when it's not falling for you. Mm-hmm. When your shot's not hitting or you're not, you're not playing very well fr- from a shooting standpoint... You're not taking shots. You're not even trying to take shots. You're setting more, people up. It's more of setting other people up, whether that's through passing, whether that's moving with the ball, without the ball, purposeful movement. We talked about it yesterday when we kind of broke down the men's game between Nebraska and Creighton. Purposeful movement, moving with purpose, having a plan for everything you do. And it really showed last night that Nebraska women's basketball kind of had an, had an idea of what they wanted to do. In the first half specifically, they really came out and played strong defense, which is something that Amy Williams really wants to um, build this team around. And, and give credit to her in six in her sixth year now. Nebraska is four and zero after sixty a sixty seven to sixty two win last night, and Sam Hybe led the way in scoring for Nebraska, not necessarily from from the field. She was only three of ten from the field. However, she was 9 of 11 from the free throw line, and this is where I want to talk about small things like free throws. The women's team, got they got to the free throw line yes. 31 times. Yes. They, they Which, must have been, they must have been you know, going to the hoop looking for some type of contact because you, you don't get to the line 31 times and, if you're just taking jump shots. And what's wild, and I'm looking at the stats right here, they only got to, and it was, it was balanced. They got to the, the free throw line, excuse me, at the end of the first half, they were at the free throw line five for five free throws. End of the third quarter, they were at the line for 14 of the free throws. And at the end of the game, so they had 17 free throws attempts in the fourth quarter. Well, alone. that the fourth quarter free throws kind of that Obviously. adds up because the game yes. is close. You're getting towards the end of the game. They're going to foul you to try yeah. and you know conserve conserve time. So that kind of adds up there. But you could you said the end of the first half they were at five. They, had, and they, they were, were at five of five, and they were up to thirteen at the end of the third 14, quarter. Fourteen, fourteen attempts. Fourteen attempts at the end of the third quarter. So I mean, mm-hmm. they 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 realized that you know. Maybe they need to get to the rim more. They need to attack more. They need to get more physical and try to get to the bucket because, it, you know, the three-pointers weren't falling either. I mean, they were 5 for 20. Yeah. 
So, you know, if you can't hit your shots from outside, you get inside, you see the ball go through the hoop, and maybe, you know, you can move farther out from there. Now, granted, Nebraska didn't shoot well last night, but neither did Creighton, and that was credit to Nebraska's defense. Morgan Molly, I mentioned the Creighton native, 5 of 15 from the field, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. She took 10 threes, and she only hit three of them. So Creighton was 5 of 19 as a team from deep. However, back to Nebraska, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about and, and just give credit to Nebraska for. At one point, almost through the full third quarter, they were 12 of 12 from, from, for the, oh my goodness, from the free throw line. They were 12 of 12. Creighton, on the other hand, they were 13 of 20 mm. on the game from the free throw line. Free throws win games. Exactly. It's a fact. And you you sit up there if you are if you're the, a Blue Jays fan you sit there and say this game ended in a five point decision, and we missed seven free throws. Nebraska finished the game. They they actually I will say this it's a two sided coin. They started twelve of twelve from the from the free throw line. They finished twenty two of thirty one. Down the down the way, um, Izzy Bourne missed a couple free throws, if I remember correctly. Sam Hyvie missed a couple free throws. Tired legs will get and tired legs will get to you that way. You get to the free throw line, yes. you're still trying to use your legs to to get that shot off. And if you're tired, you're out there playing tough defense like they yeah. were. Uh, after a while, you're you're probably going to leave shots short. You you try to compensate. Maybe you go a little long with the shot, but mm-hmm. I, they were still making. They made enough free throws to win the game. Uh, at the beginning of the game before their legs started getting tired. But, you know, when you're talking about that defense that you were talking about, seven steals and six blocks yeah. for the Huskers, that is crazy. They, they forced 17 Blue Jay turnovers. That was impressive. And it was a very physical game. Uh, also, Nebraska, and, and neither, I guess neither side, the the refs were, were spotty all game long. It was not a pretty win. Um Refs were not doing either side any favors in the first half. They hesitated to blow the whistle quite a bit. And then there was a double technical on, on Bella Cravens, who had a pretty strong game herself. And Nebraska then, in the second half, had to battle through a lot of bad calls. It said Creighton had 27 foul calls. Mm-hmm. Nebraska had 23. That's a lot of fouls. It, towards the end of the game, that's what I'm saying. Towards the end of the game. Were they just calling everything? everything. So they started by letting them play. Yep. They were so, okay, I hate that. They set a tone yeah. where it's going to be a physical game and they're going to let you play through a lot of it. Battle, you have to battle then, through contact. as yeah. the game w- progressed on, they were like, you know what? Maybe we'll start calling these fouls. So exactly. you set the table for physical play. As the players are playing physical, the way that you showed them, they will be allowed to play starting the game off. Then all of a sudden you start calling fouls mm-hmm. when those players continue to play physical. And that's just, it's extremely annoying. And referees, they, they know that they shouldn't be doing something like that. Yeah, it definitely swings the game in a certain direction. And I need to make this clear, I suppose, that it was not because of the referees that Creighton only lost by five or Nebraska only won by five. Nebraska finished the game one of 13. They hit one out of their last 13 uh, shots from the field. They were scoreless in the last three minutes and 42 seconds of the game. It's those scoring droughts that when you're playing a better team, let's say they're playing number a top 10 team in Iowa when they come down come to town or or even on the road against Indiana or Northwestern or whoever, in the Big Ten Conference, Amy Williams would be the first one to tell you that no field goals in the last three minutes and 42 seconds isn't going to cut it. No, that'll get you. And, and when you're talking about a, 
a Big Ten physical um, a physical opponent, more physical than Creighton was yes. last night. You're gonna need to you're gonna need to pick up some of the slack. And I, I will say this: this is where I want to give more credit before we take our first break here and kind of get to a football discussion. Last night, I, I mentioned that players weren't forcing anything. Mm-hmm. If the shot was not falling, they were not trying to get it to fall. Mm-hmm. And one, of the, I got to give credit to Jazz Shelley. Jess Shelley did not play her best game offensively last night. She finished with four points. She was one of six from the field. And her uh, first points, I, w- I want to double check that I get this correctly. First points came in... Where's my first quarter sheet? There it is. <laughs> she was 0 of 2 from the field in the first quarter. Her her second her first field goal came in the second quarter, and she finished the half one of four. And she only took two shots on the whole night. She finished one of six from the field. Two of four from the free throw line. Once again, not forcing it. She had nine rebounds, which will certainly help. Affecting the game in other ways other than scoring. She had three assists, only fouled twice. One steal, and she it's not like she didn't play. She played 32 minutes mm-hmm. of 40. And this is exactly what I'm talking about, is, is affecting the game, like you just said, Rico, in other ways than just scoring. And now Jazz Shelley isn't going to light up the scoreboard. She has the potential, but she's not necessarily that for Nebraska every single night. And that's where we talk about embracing roles. Ashley Scoggin understands that she's out there to be a defender and to shoot lights out from deep. She shot three of four from deep last night. Nine points in 28 minutes. Three rebounds, and she only shot three of seven from the field. I'll take that. Sam Hybe, she's just Sam Hybe. Even though she she's, shot three of ten, there were still plays drawn up, drawn up for her. She gets open looks. Mm-hmm. You're going to take them. She started cold, and she, she heated up. As the game progressed, as yeah. as it started getting to, towards crunch time, and she knew the ball was going to be in her hands. She still wasn't going to force anything, but she knew she was going to have to take some shots. She took smart shots. Mm-hmm. She got to the line, and she made her free throws. Isabel Bourne, they featured her a ton in the first three games, and she answered the call in all three of those games. tonight or Last night, she didn't play that well. She was 2 of 11 from the field. One of four from the free throw line. I talked about it. She had a couple key misses down the stretch. Seven boards down low, which helped out Nebraska. They out or they uh, they got out rebounded by Creighton last night, fifty-four to forty-two. However, but and this is the last thing I'll say. The bench helped out. The bench helped Nebraska out in in more ways than than not. And a big player was Alexis Markowski, the former Pius Ten Thunderbolt, the freshman. The freshman coming off the bench, she had a 6-0 run by herself, a personal 6-0 run that changed the the feeling in PBA last night. I saw Twitter going off yeah. about her just just kind of taking the game over on her own. Had a tough jumper, mm-hmm. like a turnaround jumper in the lane that that uh, she got fouled on, hit the and one. Really, really good feat from Markowski last night, and she's one of those players that since she is a bigger body down low which will help out Nebraska in the long run. It fits Nebraska very, very well on offense and defense. She may draw a whistle in times that she's not supposed to be drawing a whistle. Mm -hmm. And that happened last night. She finished with four fouls. There was probably two of those that could have went the other way. She finished with four boards off the bench, one block. In 13 minutes, she had 11 points. Four of seven from the field. 
three the, of five from the line. This is the interesting part here. The plus minus when Alexis Markowski came off the bench, mm-hmm. plus ten. These are things that will affect a game in the long run. The plus minus and how you um, not only involve yourself in the offense and defense when coming off the bench, but how you work around other players and how those other players on the floor work around you. And right now, this team, this Nebraska women's basketball team that is 4-0 in Amy Williams' sixth year, now has a game against North Carolina Central on Saturday at noon, a team that is winless, I believe. 0-3. You can, I, I would like to chalk that up as a 5-0 and towards the end. And then you go into a tournament in California, I believe. You play Drexel. The San Diego Thanksgiving tournament. Yeah. You get Drexel, and yeah, that's that's the tournament. You get Drexel. That's it. And then the I think next you get game, a winner. Well, then the next, yeah, probably. But then the next game you have after that tournament uh, is the 1st of December, mm-hmm. Big Ten ACC Challenge. You get a Wake Forest team that is currently undefeated. At Wake Forest. So that's going to be another big test. But Nebraska is going to be able to get or have the opportunity to get a couple more wins under their belt. And ride this momentum. Because last night, you can tell when on a court the team has chemistry, and it's when they're smiling in pressure-filled situations. And their emotions in in situations that... They're comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. And that's a great quality to have if you're trying to make some noise in a very competitive and and high-quality Big Ten conference, which it is in women's basketball. So I, I just wanted to take a little bit of time and say it's time to take note of Nebraska women's basketball. Get to a game. Because they they are playing together. They are playing well. And it's not just three people that are playing well. It's not just Sam Hybe, Ashley Scoggin, and Isabel Bourne. It's everybody. It is everybody. It's Allison Widener, the small town Nebraska, coming off the bench. Hustling, diving Ru- on the floor. The, uh, Ruby Porter, the former walk-on. Getting buckets. Coming off the bench. Maybe she is still is a walk-on. I can't remember. Moriarty coming off the bench. And and this was another good thing. One thing, last thing that I thought about is it was a broken down play and, and Moriarty comes off the wing. Ashley Scoggin finds her, or, or I believe Jazz Shelley found her off of the uh, off of a miss. And Moriarty steps up and, and hits a big three in the first half. And it's 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 production from everybody. Kendall Cooley only had three points last night, but played some big minutes. Had 18 minutes last night in the, in the win. Everybody is contributing. Everybody's embracing their role, whether it's a big role, whether it's a small role, and that's what it's going to take to have a quality season. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. When we come back, we'll dive into some Husker football talk, uh, talk about some hidden yardage, and then we'll uh, finish out with some baseball next up on the Happy Hour. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. 
Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.